Welcome to another episode of Star Spangled Eurovision. We have a very special episode today. Just last week, we had the second ever edition of Eurovision Choir. And so today, I've invited my friend Lenore Cohen to uh, discuss what we thought of the, the competition. Hello, Lenore. Hello, Max. I'm excited to join Star Spangled Eurovision. Yes. Lenore is a longtime Eurovision fan and also has some background in choiry stuff. I know nothing about, so I invited her here to help me parse what this is, because this is all new to me. So Eurovision Choir of the Year is actually only in its second edition, first starting in 2017. So I guess it's a biannual competition where different choirs from different countries uh, compete, much like regular Eurovision, but with some notable differences, which we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was... It was pretty interesting uh, how different it was. I guess, uh, what, did, what did you think? Just initial reactions. Yeah, I mean, it was certainly different than our typical Eurovision fair. Not as much, you know, theatrics, performative elements, and much more like of an emphasis on like the technical aspects of the choir. And um, they listed out the, the four things they were looking for in the choir, the jury. So it was like, accuracy, technicality, communication, and musicality or something. Can you imagine that in a, in a regular Eurovision competition? Not really. I mean, I guess that's what the juries are kind of supposed to rank, but... Sure. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, the first thing I thought of when I, like, when we were watching it was just, like, this is definitely much more, like, subdued, like, I don't want to say more sophisticated audience, <laughs> but I think you understand what I'm getting at. It's definitely like, yeah, the music itself is a little more classic, not classical necessarily, but classic, um, you know, less sort of bombast. Although there's definitely like, there's some, there were, there was some bombast. There was some really interesting and uh, sort of weird elements too, like kind of reminiscence of regular Eurovision. Mm -hmm. Uh, so this year, 10 different countries participated. Um, it was Sweden, Belgium, Latvia, Germany, Norway, Denmark, Scotland, Slovenia, Switzerland, and Wales. Uh, interestingly enough, I guess they allow someone like country like Scotland and Wales to compete, which are normally not allowed to compete in regular Eurovision, the main song contest. Mm -hmm. um, so it's interesting that we kind of got some, some countries we don't really normally see. Um, in these sort of EBU international contests, or one one in particular. What, okay, so maybe let's just go through them all. Like, what sure. did you think of Sweden, who opened the show? Yeah, well, Sweden came in with more like traditional choir, and I had no idea what to expect going mm -hmm. into this. Um, so I didn't know if there was going to be more of a jazz vocal choir or more traditional or more, you know, something pop <laughs> choir fair. So I thought that Sweden came in like with a pretty traditional take of like choir. They had a few movements, but like nothing too crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, guess, like, I don't know how kinda, to explain it's this. It's kind of in that exactly what I like sort of imagined Eurovision choir would be. It's just mm. like a very traditional, it was like an all-male choir kind of doing like a sort of classical -y piece, you know, just like very, this is okay. If this is what it's going to be for the rest of the evening, like fine. Um, kind of what I expected. But then we get Belgium, which is kind of a complete 180 from that and just full on sort of like college acapella group. A little Super jazzy, a little, you know, poppy. I think they did a medley of different um, 
Belgian pop songs, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard some Stramai in there, which is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> For me, because I was like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I didn't love their performance, but yeah, it was yeah, also yeah. very interesting, very different from the first one. Yeah, when we started, when Belgian came on the stage, I was like, what's going on here? They had like total, like Sweden was incredibly like buttoned up, full suit tie, and then Belgium was more kind of casual, definitely more younger, hip feeling. Um, So I kind of changed my expectations of what we were actually going to see. Um, And the languages were very interesting and like what, how they chose their languages. And we'll see some more of those later on. Um, okay, so after that we had Latvia, which I think we can both agree kind of blew us away in the first round. Oh yes, uh, of performances. And so just to clarify, in the so the first round was all ten countries perform a four minute set, and they can perform any any song or medley of songs they want as long as it's within that four minutes, and it can be any genre, anything they want. Except I think the only requirement is that every country has to incorporate a little bit of their sort of national or folk traditions into the performance. And so Latvia brought that in droves. It was very sort of folky and traditional, mm-hmm. um, but also really interesting with, you know, kind of like some percu- like percussive elements in it and like just like these kind of like nature sounds that they were making acapella. The sound the the song was called like Mother Thunder or something yeah, something so with thunder, yeah. and the percussive it's just the technicality and the musicality of this group was just phenomenal, and you really felt like you were transported to like in the midst of like an eye of the storm kind of situation. Um, it was exceptional, so I really. Or as the, the one of the jury said, like, it was truly, oh gosh. You know? <laughs> there was this really, Just, yeah. no, go ahead. Max. No, you describe it because you're, <laughs> you're such a fan. This just like stereotypically just super effusive British man <laughs> who was just like, oh, after every performance, just like, oh gosh, I just loved this. It was just it's delightful. Just <laughs> so any bad news, this guy's going to deliver it for me. Yeah. No, he was just like <laughs> this sweet little old man with just like the perfect British accent. So yeah, I'm glad he was one of the judges. There were three judges uh, who decided the whole thing. Um, one American. That, one American, too. Yeah. Who was somehow, I guess, involved in Pitch Perfect. I didn't yeah. really understand that. I wasn't really sure, sure. either, but uh, it, he's like a big deal in like the acapella world. 
Um, okay, so next was Germany, um, who I didn't... Not really memorable to me, honestly. I don't really remember much about them. They were kind of jazzier, the more jazz... They started out in a more traditional choir-esque kind of tradition, and then they moved into more like a jazzy style. It was good, but... It definitely wasn't standout. It was like... Bon Voice? Yeah, they're from Bonn, and their name is Bon Voice, which just... They lose points automatically for having a terrible name. Um, but so following Germany and probably one of the reasons we don't, we barely remember Germany, honestly, <laughs> was Norway. Uh, how to describe Norway. If, if you have seen the movie Midsommar. Oh my God. Just imagine condensing that into just a choir performance. <laughs> it was so weird. They were like, um, just very like, kind of like. The, the the music itself was pretty discordant and like kind of all over the place. The styling was fascinating. Like they all had like their hair was kind of like weirdly frizzy. They had these like colorful blindfolds on. All of them had this like bright metallic like turquoise lipstick. Yeah, it was weird. They did these like weird dance movements that were just like super jerky. Like it, it felt like you were de- like they were casting some kind of spell. A hundred percent. Like super like witchy and it's like foresty and like yeah uh, it was it was it was bewitching honestly like you were watching and you're like whoa what the fuck the neon blindfolds and then they take them off and then they just collapse on the floor oh yeah, and yeah. Like, <laughs> they just literally just <laughs> die at the end like <laughs> they just poof <laughs> as one of the jurors like oh, whatever happened they just turned into dust or something <laughs> I mean, it was definitely of the night one of the most standout performances, just because it was so out there, which I really appreciated. Did they were they singing in Norwegian? I think they were. They were, but, the, but according to the host, it was like Norwegian nonsense. Oh yeah, the nonsense is like, well, the English isn't really going to help <laughs> you. you. <laughs> oh my god, it was so yeah, it was definitely something. And, like, I was I was impressed with just how out there it was, but still like came together was like a very like artsy like like one of the judges did say yeah, it was like an art gallery performance like a like a real very performative yeah yeah 
Um, so really appreciate that. A modern art gallery performance, as he <laughs> said. Was that Deke? Yeah, the American Deke. classic. Deke Sharon. The American. Deke the American Sharon. Um, okay, so after that, the fun spot of following that was a uh, vocal line from Denmark, uh, who are the eventual winners, actually. Um, which Spoilers, Max. Okay, well, you know, presumably some people might know. Okay. surprised that they actually even made it to the final three. Yeah. I did not like their initial performance. Me it, was, it was fine. Um, but it didn't stand out to me like Norway did and Latvia did. Um, it was it was just kind of fine. It was kind of like you know, jazzy, acapella sort of a little more on the contemporary side. Kind of like it was more of a song, I think, than the others right? It was it was less of a choral performance and more of a um, yeah, more acapella. It had a more of a prominent soloist mm-hmm. in the at the front, um, and yes, more of an acapella style. And I guess I should say, like, full cards on the table. I am like biased towards like more <laughs> traditional choir styles, so um, they just. But I appreciated jazz choir too, and this just wasn't really hitting it for me, especially yeah. the name vocal line. Come on, that's yeah. so boring. I can do better. <laughs> A lot of these could be better, but it's fine. Um, So after that was Scotland, who actually sent a choir that was specifically put together for Eurovision Choir of the Year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the choir was called Alba. Uh, All their songs that they sang was a medley of three songs um, were um, sung in Scottish Gaelic, which I thought was really interesting. Really cool. Really incorporating. And we're, you know, kind of folksy and sort of incorporating that strong national element. I, as much as I am literally obsessed with the country of Scotland, everything about Scotland I love, I was a little bored. They were wearing kilts. They were wearing kilts, and I love that. But the performance was underwhelming. Yeah. I thought it was a little, it was lacking in oomph for me. Like, there's no really good performative element to it, and so I kind of think it fell behind the others. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, they technically sounded okay, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I thought that technically they did well, um, and you know, I'm partial towards Scotland as well, having gone to school there. Um, uh, but I think that the Scottish Gaelic was really unique for me. Um, certain countries spoke, you know, are saying in their like 
native language and others like didn't and obviously this was just pretty unique but yeah the fact that this choir came from across uh, scotland specifically for this competition that must have been hard to coordinate everyone from all across yeah, one country true. for this uh one competition so maybe not as much practice time maybe i mean i'm just maybe i was disappointed because like like originally looking at the list of countries participating i was just really excited to hear what scotland had to offer mm. and was a little i guess a little disappointed uh who did not disappoint was slovenia who went next um and so slovenia actually won the first ever edition mm -hmm. of Euro uh, eurovision choir of the year um, in 2017, and so I guess all eyes were on Slovenia to see if they could repeat their victory. <laughs> um, they sent Jazba, uh, who was like, I think the smallest choir, right? Yeah, only, only about, about seven people. I, yeah, I guess it was seven. Yeah, and um, but they sounded like a full choir, right? Like, the, it was unbelievable how they just like filled the room. Yeah. And the, the actual, you know, the piece they performed was very like innovative, very interesting. Remember, did they have microphones or not? Yeah, yeah, they did. But even so, like, and one of the jury members was explaining this as well. Controlling your dynamics with a with a microphone can be just as challenging as just having nothing at all. So that, and if you just have seven people were singing seven different vocal parts, um, and it was it was truly yeah, I thought it was exceptional. The exceptional as the, <laughs> as the one jury member would yeah. say um i really they were super hip they were the coolest choir oh yeah they all had like trendy haircuts and were like youthful in the best outfits like, so, like shaved half ha yeah, yeah yeah they were super hip um yeah they were just they were just really good like really captivating performance um very, very impressed yeah and like yeah exactly uh, after Slovenia, <laughs> um, probably my favorite name in the whole competition. Best name. Cacophony. Cacophony. Haha, -ha, get it? Um, from Switzerland. Be 
They were also like kind of on the smaller side of the choir, um, but 20? also were able, very much able to fill the room. Um, sounded incredible. I thought they sounded incredible, like very tight, very technically proficient. It was very cool. They sang a medley of songs that covered all the different national languages of Switzerland. Which is super neat. Um, which is pretty neat. And, and it was seven songs, right? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, seven different songs uh, in French, Italian, Swiss, German, Romanche, and Patois. So, yeah, like really, really, I think captured sort of Switzerland um in a way <laughs> sorry much, i'm yeah, gonna keep like him the with judge. the jury the jury guy the judge I, although i can't remember his name uh, he's like, he was like i'm on a swiss chalet going through the alley on the cable car on the cable car transitioning from one landscape to another i was like <laughs> sure sir but yeah. But it was it was really it was impressive, impressive. and was... I, I thought it, I really liked the representation of the different languages. So. Yeah. And then finally, closing out uh, the first portion of the show was Wales, um, who sent a I believe sort of like a youth girls choir. Um, I cannot pronounce their name, even if I tried. There's too many vowels, too many consonants. It's Welsh, you know uh, what it is. Yeah, too many. <laughs> Whatever. The youngest choir, I think, of all yeah, of them. They, they were, were definitely school age. Like I think they were middle high school, school, high school. High school. Yeah, yeah, middle school, high school. Great intonation. The only thing was that the first song was didn't necessarily line up with the second one. I didn't feel like there was a cohesive flow. Um, I don't know if you agree, Max. Uh, definitely. That's definitely the only point I would dock from them. Is like yeah the. They sang sort of two songs, but two completely different pieces, kind of a long pause in the middle. The transition wasn't great. Um, didn't really see a flow from it. Uh, apparently one was in Irish and one was in Welsh, also very interesting. But um, yeah, so there was, the performance itself was a little bit disjointed, but that second piece was transcendent. Like, I would, you know, kind of just got really lost in it. I got goosebumps. It was fabulous. And the soloist was exceptional, and and, and the way that they controlled, yeah, there it was a very it was a pretty large choir. How they controlled their sound with the soloist was very impressive. So I I, I felt kind of lost in that song too, and I, I we were really we were pulling for them. We wanted them to to make the final three, but alas. Yeah. So like I said, the way this works is all ten performed, and then the judges pick the top three. Uh, to perform again, and they chose the winner from those three. So they picked, um, in order of performance, Latvia, Denmark, and Slovenia to come back for the second round, 
where uh, a choir had three minutes to sing a piece or a, you know uh, a set uh, for the judges, and so uh, first up was Latvia again, and I was honestly less impressed the second time. Like mm-hmm. technically, they were very good, um, but I wasn't as drawn in. It wasn't as it was still kind of folky. Had I mean very very traditional had those elements, but I wasn't as as engaged. But they made those bird, those very like kind of ethereal mm-hmm. bird sounds at the end, which I couldn't necessarily tell if it was with an instrument or not. It was, yeah. it was interesting though. Going into it, Latvia was first for me, and then second was Switzerland um, or Wales, and so I really wasn't looking forward to Denmark's performance all that much, but I know we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Latvia, their first performance was just so technically fantastic. Um, the second one, I would agree, did just didn't showcase like the technical aspects of like what they were doing. And well, it was a 30 really to 50 performing second. Aspect. It was just, yeah. I think, a bit more plain than the first round. Right. The fourth really excelled in the communication <laughs> jury standard as the the second one was it was certainly still technically solid it just wasn't to the caliber of the first one yeah uh, so they were followed by Denmark who I personally did also didn't think should have made it to the final based on their first performance I definitely would have preferred Switzerland or Wales uh, in their place but I was pretty. I was actually pretty impressed with their final performance. I, I was pleasantly surprised by by Denmark. I think that again they were a little bit more jazzy. They had um, it's a smaller choir. Like typically they were ranging from thirty to fifty people on in the average side, but Denmark and Slovenia were definitely two are on the smaller side, and Denmark was probably around fifteen to twenty five. And but their voices were very crisp and individual. And they still like came together for kind of a whole sound. So I, I was pretty impressed with Denmark. They had their unique style, but I agree. I, I didn't on the first time of the first song. I wasn't going to put them through to the, the the top three. So they redeemed themselves in a bit. They definitely did. I think that second song was significantly better. Like yeah, like, like kind of like the first song. There was like a strong solo component. It was very much sort of like like a like a song song. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, but one that I think was this time like backed up a lot better by the court by the choir, um, and I just I, yeah just I think kind of what they were doing earlier but elevated significantly and a lot tighter I think a lot technically better. Um, good dynamic. Good control. Dynamic. Yeah, I was I was a lot more engaged. Uh, so yeah, very impressed with their second performance. Um, I think we can both agree, though, that Slovenia killed it in the final. It was so good. And they killed it in the first time, too. too, And they were still just seven voices and seven voices singing seven different parts. And it was just so fascinating and and really impressive. The just the amount of control and the unique type of I can't even explain because it went through uh, so many different genres you had you know jazz in there you had traditional elements the more folksy elements experimental I I just thought it was something that was so unique that I had never seen before it was still in my top they flowed through all those elements so well yeah and like so cohesively and just it was such a tight performance yeah I we were both watching it and just like wow you know so I was really surprised when they came in third 
behind Denmark and I'm Latvia. Always... I thought Latvia was going to come third. Um, I thought Slovenia was going to win this thing, but... Slovenia won the last, the last time, so we're thinking, like, yeah. oh, they think it'd be rigged towards Slovenia. That's, I guess, but they, I think they deserved it. They they could have won twice, and I would not have been mad. Slovenia just has that, they were really hella good, good choirs. Clearly. Apparently. It's an underrated country for <laughs> choral performances. They got I the mean, choral chaps. Yeah, let's all go to Slovenia. Um... <laughs> Only a matter of time before the entire country gets to sing at Eurovision Choir. Truly, <laughs> truly. Run like, out of choirs soon enough. How Give many choirs do you think each of these companies, like professional choirs, do you think each of these com- countries actually has? I mean, they must have a number, right? I mean, like, some I mean, of these countries sure. are probably bigger than others. Like, I'm sure Germany and Sweden have much more. Sure. Uh, or many more choirs than, uh, for example... Wales. Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Although, apparently, choirs are, like, a big deal in Wales. I don't know. Yeah, no, more, I can more understand that. Country than, than maybe Belgium or uh, I don't know. Um, anyway, so yeah, I think overall, I think a really interesting show, very different um, from sort of Eurovision proper. And right? then they closed out with ABBA. They did close out with ABBA. <laughs> a whole big rendition of Dancing Queen where all the choirs performed together. Uh, didn't mind it and very Eurovision. Super. Super Eurovision. Yeah. But so, we're missing the best part, Max. What was the best part? Avicii. <laughs> oh my god. I, you can explain it. It's... Okay. So the Swedish commentator was talking, was, they had this interlude between the, the, the first series of acts and then the second. And they did a tribute to Avicii. DJ, and she starts out and she says, DJ Avicii died last night. And we like, okay, so you threw together this whole 24-piece orchestra and choir in a matter of 24 hours? I don't know. It was just yeah. so funny. And she did correct herself like, oh, last year. Yes. Uh, we all miss Avicii. Unfortunately, the, the particular performance was also a little like... Yeah, I don't think Avicii would have was like looking down from heaven and being like, yeah. yes, I think he was definitely like, please stop. I mean, he wasn't even cold in the grave yet. He was like, died last night. It's still like rigor mortis. <laughs> okay. Uh, R.I.P. Avicii. Pour um, one out. Pour one out for Avicii and that unfortunate tribute. So yeah, I guess, like we said, it's very different from sort of Eurovision the Eurovision Song Contest, as you all, the one that you all love. Um, I think it, I think it's really cool that they, that Eurovision sort of within its brand, and this is not the only other sort of, I don't know if it's, it's considered like a spin-off or just like another competition, but within sort of the Eurovision brand, you know, mm-hmm. there's not only Eurovision Choir, there's, you know, uh, Eurovision Young Musicians, Eurovision Young Dancers, there's Junior Eurovision. Um, I think it's pretty cool that they kind of have all these different, very diverse sort of types of competitions, um, sort of for all different types of music, and yeah. I feel like there's stuff that you can definitely incorporate from this into regular Eurovision that would be pretty interesting, too. I think what was so unique, you know, I'm partial in Eurovision to, like, the definitely, like, the more folk-based, like, I wanted mm-hmm. Poland to go through this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Palisay. Uh, but anyway, um, 
I'm partial towards the more folk traditional styles alongside and like melding with the pop. So this was a good a, struck a good balance for me. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't think we can in, you can uh, introduce any kind of rule to like regular Eurovision where like you have to incorporate something like folks. No, no. And I think that would kind of ruin it. But I th- I, that's that is something I really appreciated about um, this Eurovision choir thing. And I think even within the format, there was so much diversity of, of you know types of music you could hear. Um, you know, it's. I kind of went into it thinking it would be mostly classical, but you know, you got that acapella, you got jazz, you got weird, witchy Midsummer choirs. <laughs> um, I don't know. know how, like, spoilery we can get with Midsummer yet. If you haven't seen it, um, turn off. Turn it off. Skip a, skip a few minutes. But if you have seen it, it is actually, like, the Norwegian performance was basically the clip when they lure the guy into the barn to have sex with the the girl by eating her pubic hairs. Then <laughs> <laughs> and like cast a spell and cast a spell on him and then they're dancing around in a circle while chanting the grannies <laughs> naked. That is so anyway. That's that's what Norway was what, this year. Watch year. Norway. Watch Norway. Yeah, <laughs> Norway's really really bringing it this year, just in all Eurovision things. And um, they got the popular vote. Yeah, they won the popular vote. So, not not in Eurovision choir, yeah. obviously, but there is no popular um, vote. Yeah, so I think it's interesting that they. I mean, I guess because it's such a much smaller competition that there's no sort of televote, right? It's only the juries. Interesting that it's only you know a jury of three. Seemingly random people and one American uh, and one yeah one American um, that is um, you know judging these and deciding the winner. It's not like a jury from every country that has like an aggregate score or anything. It's very much just like these three people um, who I guess don't have any kind of attachment to one country or another um, who judge and decide the winner. Um, yeah, so they, and they were asked to score on technical skill, accuracy of the choir, quality of their sound, musicianship, and interpretation, and the communication of the piece they performed. I, I don't know that much about choral music, so I guess mm-hmm. these people are definitely more qualified than I am to judge. They're all arrangers. <laughs> I think that they should have personally, like, so they have UK, America, mm-hmm. why? I don't know. They shouldn't have had in Sweden in there. I think that that adds in a little bit of bias. So one of the jury members was from Sweden, and yeah. I think that they should have all been from countries that were not participating, just to eliminate any potential bias. But that's just that's just me. Yeah. So I think that's um, yeah a little weird thing that they had. Like they, her focus was Nordic folk acapella. Yeah. Like, so that's that just is clearly so a little biased <laughs> To, uh, I guess, Denmark, which sort of, like, yeah, that's their, that's that. their whole thing, where, like, it's kind of, like, an updated Nordic, um... Contemporary. Con- contemporary maybe. Nordic music, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe there was some bias there, so, yeah, maybe the whole thing is rigged. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, I guess I will... This is definitely something I would watch again, so, you know, 2021... Let's let's do this again. I would definitely do it again. Strike one up for Norway again. I hope they <laughs> they throw their hat in the ring again, like yeah. kicking hats off sticks, like they do. Does this make you want to watch any other Eurovision competitions? 
Yeah, I've never, I didn't even know they had like a young musicians competition or any of the other spinoffs, but you know, I get all of my Eurovision education from you. (laughs) If you haven't told me about it, I don't know about it. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed this little uh, detour into some other Eurovision things outside of the main contest. Um, you can follow us uh, on Facebook at Star Spangled Eurovision, at facebook.com slash Star Spangled Eurovision, on Twitter at SSC underscore pod, on Instagram at Star Spangled Eurovision. Send us an email, tell us what you think about this year's results uh, to uh, Star Spangled Eurovision at gmail.com. We also recently started a coffee account, uh, so you can give us some money to keep this thing going. Uh, if you feel so inclined, we would appreciate any donation you can give us. Um, so you can go to ko-fi.com slash Eurovision, uh, donate as much as you want, and we really appreciate it if you do. Um, thank you, Lenore, so much for joining me. This thank was you for having me. And thank you for being someone who actually wanted to watch this with me, because Alex, my <laughs> regular co-host, was like, I don't like quiet. They're so, underrated. Underrated. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's available online. You can watch Eurovision Choir of the Year 2019, even though we spoiled it for you. At least watch Norway. Yeah, at least watch Norway. Just plain <laughs> It's fascinating. Especially if you've seen Midsommar, you'll know what we're talking about. You'll enjoy it. Uh, thanks again for listening, and we will see you again soon. Bye.